Hello. Welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, April 4th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and today I got to stuff candy into many plastic eggs. Yes, you heard me right. You see, I help organize some activities here in my town, and one of them is an egg hunt. And my job in this egg hunt is to help stuff the eggs. So I basically stood at a table for like an hour, putting little pieces of candy in, in colorful plastic eggs, and then putting the plastic eggs into a box. And that was that. Next week, we have the egg hunt. If you've never been to an egg hunt full of little kids, you, you should just witness one at least once in your life. Because it's truly remarkable. If you've ever read Lord of the Flies, it's like that but with less actual death and carnage, you know? It, but it is, like, a crazy scene. Just crazy. Like, all these kids scrambling to get eggs, and it's just nuts. But they seem to like it, so whatever. Good times all around. At least we don't have to clean up the eggs that we put out, because if you ever actually tried to hide, like, 300-plus eggs, Something like we're probably going to do next week. Takes a while. You run out of hiding spots pretty quickly on an outdoor playground, like where we host it. And then you definitely, after you've finished, do not want to have to go pick them up again. So it's a great incentive to make sure you advertise properly for your egg hunt. Because the last thing you want is not enough kids to show up, and then you have to go collect the spare eggs. Not, Not fun. Not fun. Never had that problem, though, in the many years of doing this. So I don't expect that to be an issue. Anyway. That's what I was doing tonight, so I didn't have time to look at my Safari app extension, but I shall return to that soon. <clears throat> In the meantime, I thought I would talk instead about a feature of iOS that I've been using since it really came out in, in different ways. Uh, that would be sc- the screen time feature. You see, I've been seeing a lot in the news, uh, articles about the dangers of social media or social media addiction or whatever, and I'm not going to get into whether or not you could actually become like legitimately addicted to it. That's that's one thing, but I, I think we all probably spend too much time on our phone, too much time on our phone, and we probably want to at least know what it is we're doing. I think it's useful information. I've used various software in my life on my Mac, and uh, but not really on my phone before, to just to track what I'm doing. And this becomes really important if you're an independent, uh, you know, uh, like freelancer or own your own business or something, because you know your time is much more money there. If you work a salary job, maybe you have a little more wiggle room depending on the job you're doing. But basically, whatever we're working, we, you know, we want to be careful of distractions. And I think even more importantly, when we're not working, we want to be mindful of how we're spending our time and our attention because it is limited, of course. And do you really want to be spending like like four hours on Facebook every day? You know, maybe not. Maybe you're a social media manager and that's your job, and you spend eight hours a day on it. I don't know, but that's. An individual choice, and that's what's great about the software. So I just thought I would talk a little bit about it and my experiences with it. So if you haven't heard of it, it's something that was in iOS 12. If you you have iOS 12 by now, if you go into the Settings app on your iPhone or your iPad, you scroll down a little bit in Settings. There's a there's like an option called Screen Time, and in in that option there, you get to see uh, either for this particular device or across all your devices uh, some different information. Uh, information about how much time you've been using your device. And it's broken down into these categories like social networking, other, entertainment, 
And if you tap on it, you'll get to like a detail screen where it breaks it down a little bit more into specific categories or specific apps. <clears throat> so it's really cool. So for example, today it says that I spent way too much time with my screen on. <clears throat> it says I used messages for 57 minutes today. How? How did I do that? But apparently I did. Uh, Safari was like 53 minutes. That was probably when I was at lunch, uh, you know, like perusing some articles. Instagram, 39 minutes. You know, that's time waste there. Twitter, 37 minutes, really. Facebook, about half an hour. YouTube for 25 minutes. And the news app for 18. And you can even go down more than that and see other stuff. <clears throat> so that's really interesting. That's across all devices, but really it's just the one device uh, for me. I have a little bit of an issue with my particular implementation because ever since I upgraded my phone, I have like two entries in the device list for my phone, and one of them is valid and one of them isn't, so it's a little bit annoying, but not a big deal. Oh, that's interesting. So all devices. All devices says I did like six hours of of screen time, except that I only used <laughs> this one device, so I don't know where it's getting the extra information from, but whatever. Uh, it's pretty neat, though. It gives you little charts, and that's cool. And you can even uh, drill into the specific app. Like, if I drill into the Messages app here for today, <clears throat> I could see, of that 59 minutes, I could see when during the day I was, I was kind of doing it in graph form. It has my daily average, has number of notifications. So that's useful, like, uh, if you're an app, especially like Messages. The number of notifications can be a good indicator of, like, why you're using it so much. <laughs> Like, if you get a lot of notifications, then you're gonna, you're, it makes sense that you're, you maybe you're answering them. <clears throat> but it also has other information in the app, like the category, the app rating, the developer, and then you can add a limit for it to that specific app. Very cool. Uh, and you can do that for any of these apps in here. Safari, Twitter, YouTube, News, Messenger, like any, anything specific you can do. Pretty cool. <laughs> Oh, I can't, I can't do a, I can't do a limit on settings, but I can see how long I've been in it. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I thought for a second I could put a limit on settings, and then I'd be locked out of changing screen time until the limit expired. <clears throat> that would not be good. So anyway, when you do one of these uh, limits, it's really uh, pretty cool. So the the two things that I use screen time for: number one, just to kind of check in and see how often I've been using my device. You know, uh, it tells you. It's just some interesting information. And somewhere in here, I thought it said how many times I picked up the device. Somewhere in here. But it tells you, like, useful information. Oh, there we go. You scroll down a little bit. <clears throat> it tells you, like, how many pickups, like, per hour or something. So maybe you pick up your phone a lot, you know? Uh, and it tells you when your first pickup was. That can be useful. So you can, you can get information about how you use your phone. So I want to know, for instance, when am I first using my phone? How often am I picking it up? What apps am I using the most? Because then I can kind of do a sanity check and say, does that make sense given what my priorities are in a day? My work, does it make sense? Now, I'm often doing iOS development, so my phone, I'm going to get picked up a lot. And I'm also involved in other groups and activities that require communication. So it makes sense that like messaging apps will often be pretty popular in there. But even so, I also have like a day job and I need to focus on that. So I, I want to look in here and, and, and make sure that I'm not getting distracted too often, you know? So that, that's what's really useful about it. And then sometimes you can just, you're just not even aware. Like, I wasn't aware that I spent supposedly like an, uh, like an hour on messages today between all my devices. I guess it's kind of, does this include my Mac? Yeah, I guess it includes, does it include my Mac now? 
So I don't know where it's getting this, some of this data from. But <clears throat> so that I really spent like about 57 minutes. It may not be 100% accurate, but it's pretty good. And and that's really useful. So the 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 one thing I do with it is to just kind of sanity check and see where I'm doing with it. The other thing I've experimented with to different degrees is uh, actually setting uh, limits. Oh, one more thing. It also shows you notifications. Wow, I got like 100 today, around four per hour. Wow. And it tells you which uh, applications were giving you notifications. So that way you could potentially go in there and put limits on them and turn off notifications for them if they're annoying you too much. But anyway, so besides just looking at what my what I'm doing in here, I also put limits sometimes on applications. And I think when it first came out, it was a little more limited in how flexible limitations were. But now it seems pretty full featured. Uh, or I just missed it originally. But you can look at things by <clears throat> by app, or you can look at things by by categories. So, for instance, if you look at things by category, you can see social media or social networking. And social networking includes messages, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like it includes a bunch of apps. Uh, I don't know. I guess they're chosen by maybe their category in the in the uh, app app store because you can't modify what's in the category, but you can add a limit to the ca- whole category. <clears throat> and then you can also you can add multiple categories into a limit. So you can say I only want to use social networking apps for like two hours a day maximum or something like that. And then what happens when you hit the limit? First you get like a like a a warning when you get close to it. And then it just pops up the screen when you try to use the app. It says you've hit your limit and you have to tap a button to um, to bypass it temporarily. And so that's really cool. So it it's a it's a nice way of of using technology to to uh, go in and counteract a bad habit you're trying to break. It helps you break it by by doing what it does best, which is being an automated system. When you're in the middle of like enjoying the social medias, perhaps like you're you're really going down a rabbit hole on Facebook or or something or YouTube YouTube video rabbit hole. You know the the fact that it'll pop up this message say hey you're hitting you're getting close to your limit that can be a nice way of breaking that trance so that you can then realize hey well, I'm spending too much time on this I got to go do other things so that's really uh the main use for for it. <clears throat> I think it's also useful if you have kids I think especially useful you want to limit certain apps. Because one thing you can also do here is you can set limits on specific applications. Like, say you only want to use Instagram for, you know, like 30 minutes a day. You can go in there and actually do that just for Instagram, you know, or or any number of apps. So you can either set these limits on a category basis, which seems to be, I think, getting from the App Store, or you can just make your own collections of apps. The interface is fairly straightforward. Uh, I think it could be... A little bit easier you you basically start with an app you want to put a limit on and then you hit you tap into it to see the details and then you hit there's a button that says add limit and then once you're on that screen then you can add whatever apps you want into that category on your, or the collection <clears throat> so that's pretty cool and when you're on the main screen you can see all the limits um you can also go right into that section of limits and add limits but <clears throat> i found that when you do it that way through the from like the the top level of screen time when you go in that way it doesn't let you modify the particular it doesn't let you do limits by app which is one thing i didn't think it i didn't think was possible at first but apparently it is <clears throat> which i think is more useful because some of the things it has in here for um limits are like or like for social networking for instance like messages i don't really want messages to be blocked because i want people to get through so there's a lot of configuration you can actually do for this <clears throat> and you can set it up for family, which is, I think, what the real important 
point, if you have kids who have iOS devices, especially, you can set up family sharing to use it with your your uh, your family's devices, which is pretty cool. And then that means you can then view your child's screen time reports and set parental controls from your own phone. So th- this, I think, is a wonderful feature that I'm not sure is utilized enough on iOS because we all we all been re- seeing in the media for probably years now about the detriments of social media. And I think it's especially important to highlight how dangerous social media can be for younger kids. There's a lot of statistics that are just coming out nowadays based on um, studies. I mean, social media hasn't been around too long, but but some of the, the data that we're finding today is really ominous in terms of uh, like the effect that this stuff can have on kids who are still developing. Uh, especially I've seen uh, data about like younger girls, like tween and teenage girls, and the effect that that social media can have on them. And there's different theories about it, like the theory that uh, using Instagram a lot uh, lets these uh, younger girls see like this curated version, this fake version of their friends and stuff, and that creates like this tension that they're not living up to that. And, you know, that can be a very negative for your psychological development. So at least that's a theory. But in any case, we see in the data that there does seem to be a large rise in anxiety uh, problems and, you know, and uh, 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 depression among younger kids. And most scary, scary all, suicide rates have increased uh, So among, among kids. So I'm not saying that that's like a direct result of using Facebook or anything like that. No way. I can't say that. But what I can say is that uh, it can't be helpful <laughs> to spend all your time on your phone on these social networks, which are designed to capture your attention and they're designed to uh, create this this feedback loop so you're constantly going down a rabbit hole with them. So at the very least, it makes a lot of sense to put controls just like you would put content controls on anything else your kids do when at a certain age. Uh, you know, a family can can decide that they want their kids at a particular age to only be able to access certain apps, and you can already do that kind of control on an iPhone. But now you can go a little step further. You can say, okay, you're allowed to use, like, the special YouTube for kids app, for instance, but you can only use it for 30 minutes a day because uh, we don't want you just, you know, looking at videos all day long. Now you have the ability to actually implement that specific level of granular control. And I think that's really valuable. Uh, and then as a family, you can have that discussion and you can figure out what is best for all the members and everything. And the software lets you implement whatever you think is appropriate given your circumstances. And I think that's how software can help empower people. So we may have a problem that's partially (laughs) created by a combination of how human brains work or, you know, human psychology, along with the intentional and maybe unintentional sometimes, but possibly often intentional design of some of the software to capture attention on and exploit that human psychology. And now you have technology to help you gain control back <laughs> from that. So that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. Now, I, I don't want to demonize social media, though, because I, I personally get a lot of value from it. Uh, I've seen some YouTube videos recently. I think uh, Casey Neistat did a video. I remember I'll put that in the show notes where he quit social media, kind of like took it off his phone. I've seen some other people talking about that where they only go into it every once in a while because they were getting too distracted by it and they were feeling like anxiety from it. 
And I could totally understand that. I've had that experience myself where you get too into uh, especially things that are maybe super aggravating, like politics, which is a particularly uh, pernicious feedback loop on social media where the things that get the most attention that often get promoted by the algorithms are the things that create the most outrage in any group. So then you you see this material that makes you angry and then it makes you want to engage with it and then that gives you a feedback loop to like comment and to go see other stuff and it just kind of feeds on itself and that's not healthy. So I can understand why that why people feel this anxiety. I, I felt that too uh sometimes on uh on social media. <clears throat> so what I tried to do a while back is I didn't want to quit it completely. Because I said I do get I do get a lot of value from it. Like specifically I get value in Facebook I get um, the only way I could really keep up with connections with certain people in my life, passively anyway, is through that, because I'm, I'm just not going to be able to, to keep it one-on-one. I know I've seen, I've seen like, you know, snooty articles like, oh, you have to delete your Facebook account. You can just talk to your friends and family in another way. And it's like, well, easy for you to say, okay, but <laughs> I'm not good at the whole, uh, keeping up with people. I'm terrible at it. Uh, it's not in my nature. Uh, so uh, you know, maybe that works for you, but for me, I found Facebook when it first came on the scene as just an amazing tool for me to just be able to passively keep up with things and let people know about important events and 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 stuff like that and have a little fun online. So I get value for it for that, and I also get a lot of value from Facebook specifically uh, because of the events. Now that's a whole other can of worms. Like Facebook kind of owns the event um, <clears throat> world. And they make it impossible for you to use something else that just feeds into them as one one source. So that kind of sucks. But the fact is, I do find out a lot about a lot of bands, about a lot of concerts or you know shows to go to and stuff through there. And it's also like a primary way people try to get in touch with me when they first meet me at a lot of events. They always want to like exchange like Facebook. They want to do a Facebook friends thing, <clears throat> or like you know look at someone's page or whatever. And that's that's fine. Um, that's fine. And so I don't want to get rid of it completely. On Instagram, I'm a, a photographer part of the time, and so I really like to look at the the pretty pictures, <laughs> you know? And that's fun. I don't really try to play the game, though, on any of these social networks where you're trying to, like, build up a followers or that kind of thing. And I'm also on Twitter, and I find value on Twitter because that's where my programmer friends hang out. So I, I, don't, I don't necessarily host a ton because Twitter's a cesspool <laughs> so often. But it is useful if you just kind of keep a narrow focus on the people that are, are useful and important in your life. So I find value in these. I don't want to get rid of them. But what I have tried to do is cut down on the amount of time I'm spending on them. So I set up the screen time uh, settings to put some uh, you know, restrictions on social networking stuff every day. I ran into a, a problem, though, which made me turn it off. And I don't know if I'm going to turn it back on again, or maybe I'll turn it on for specific things. But I ran into a problem. So I was, <clears throat> I was at a show the other day, and I was, I was taking some photos, but I was also live streaming some of it. And when I was doing that, I was using Facebook, and the Screen Time app, <laughs> Screen Time feature, shut down like Facebook. I think like it shut it down while I was using it, while I was live streaming, and I had to bypass it and then restart the stream. And so I lost some some of the time. And so that's like a minor thing. I might want to, I might want to see if I maybe I should try to report that to Apple. It's such a pain to, to file a radar for something like that, but it kind of makes sense to me. Like if I'm live streaming something, I don't want Screen Time to come down. So that would be nice. But so I had to turn it off because I don't want to accidentally be in that situation again because I had my camera set up just on its own on a little tripod and I didn't want to mess with it. And it was like impossible to turn off screen time. I couldn't find a way of turning it off without exiting Facebook and then I would be breaking the stream anyway. So that was the one problem I've had with it. Otherwise, the screen time thing has been really useful 
when I have put limits on it, be, you know, to realize how much time I may be using on social media and to help me control it. So I really like this. So I highly recommend you check out screen time in the settings area, settings app on your iPhone. And I want to reiterate that I think it's, it is useful for two primary things. One is to just understand where your attention is going on your phone. How often you're picking it up? How often are you using it? Who's sending you tons of notifications? Like all these ways that software is designed intentionally or not to suck up our attention and time. It allows you to see where the problem areas may be in your life, depending on what your personal definition of a problem is, you know? And number two, it lets you set up those controls, if you wish, to uh, help yourself formulate the habits you want and break the habits you don't want in terms of usage of these applications. And I like that approach better than the approach some people do, which is kind of the nuclear option, in my opinion, where you just delete the apps entirely, you know, or move them like in an inaccessible place. I mean, that that's useful. That's a way of doing it. But I, I think this is a much more sophisticated way of doing it. And that way you can keep your app layout however you want and still have, you know, some control. And then thirdly, I would say as a, like a bonus thing, I think this is a tool that every parent uh, should be investigating thoroughly. There's a lot of family controls in iOS, and this is just a newest addition. And it lets you go into a granular level that we haven't really easily been able to do before. And I think it's highly, highly valuable for families to really think about how their kids and themselves use their devices, how much time they spend on them, what sucks up their attention, and use the tools available to help you know, keep everyone um, safe and, and using uh, the devices in a positive way and not let them become like a negative influence on our life. Because I, I am a proponent of technology. I do believe the technology it primarily empowers people. Uh, I think it, it is a force multiplier of, uh, for, for human activity. It allows you to accomplish more than you ever could on your own, to do things that are impossible to do without it. I think it generally has made life much better. I am not a negative uh, ver- person on technology. I don't think even the worst excesses of our technology make any of it a net negative. I think it's been a net positive. And, but we are still, you know, we are still uh, evolved apes, <laughs> and uh, our brains have evolved in a world that was vastly different than this. And it is very easy for this technology to be used uh, by more nefarious people to hijack our attention, or even just as an unintentional consequence, which I think is a lot of it. It's just an unintentional consequence of trying to create tools that are useful to us and that we enjoy using. A lot of the software is starting to control us instead of us controlling it. And that's what you don't want to happen. You want the technology to be useful to you, that technology to empower you, but you never want the technology to control you. And I like that Apple and the other major vendors are putting effort into providing the tools. And I really like Apple's approach. I think it's a nice, simple, uh, relatively easy to understand system. It has pretty graphs in there. It has, you know, it's easy to understand how to do things once you've like just played around with it for a little bit. So I highly recommend checking it out. Check out the screen time in the settings app. It's helped me uh, to to better get a better handle on my usage of especially social social media. But it can work with any apps you have on your phone uh, or and your iPad, and it kind of uh, it actually will um, synchronize across all your iOS devices if you choose to, which is pretty cool. Okay, so that's going to be it. My little my little talk about screen time and social media and all that's jazz. Uh, if you've ever 
you know, if you use screen time, you have any tips and tricks, you know, that I didn't notice, let me know. You can reach out to me through the contact forms on dailycrownpodcast.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Stolton. Uh, you know, it's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. And so that was it for today. Tomorrow, I actually got to go down to the office. So I'm going to be in the city tomorrow. So that'll be kind of a, that'll be a nice change of pace because I haven't been down there in a while. Uh, unfortunately, I got to go for meetings. <laughs> so that's, it's not going to be fun. But you know, maybe I'll post some stories on my Instagram for those that have not actually uh, used up their screen time allotment for the day. If you choose to put some of your attention my way on social media, as I said, you can find me on, on Twitter at Stolton and on Instagram at Stolton as well. So that's it for tonight. Have a great evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Keep the lights low.